We're up to the third section of the Maimer. This way that it's split up in for you it's just a long hemshech. We're on the. Where are you? Oh, I don't know. We just said. Yes, Vizel Shamar. Where's Vizel Shamar? Ashray. Um, all that, right? Oh my, it's on the next page. So skipping a bunch of stuff over here in the parentheses, okay? Just turn over to the next page. I'm sorry, yeah. That's why I didn't recognize anything. Just two cups of water, please. Thank you. I have to speak and a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Vizahu Shaamru Razal. This is that which Razal say. Ashray Mi Shabalakan Vitamudabiade. Praised be he who comes to Ganadin and he has his notebooks in his hand. So one of the precious Talmidim just told me that he finished his first composition book of notebooks from, from since he came to Yeshiva. That's the notebooks which you're going to bring with you to Gan Eden. Those are the notebooks. Those are the books you're going to take with. Praised be he who comes to Gan Eden and he has his Torah study that he studied in this world in his hand with him. The Kamoi bim nimshal umashal. So just like with the idea of an analogy and an analog which we've discussed earlier. I Efsher Lamoid Al Hanimshal Imloi Shayavin Mitchila Samashal. It's impossible for a person to have any connection to the analog without first properly understanding the analogy. Us only then, al through this, Yamid is he able to stand or understand Al Hanimshal the analog. Understand Yavu Bina. The whole point, as we've mentioned and we've discussed at length, of an analogy is where the analog is completely inaccessible without the analogy. An analogy is not necessary where you could explain it without the analogy. If, an, if, if the idea is something which is graspable, understandable to the student without an analogy, then using an analogy is not just superfluous, it's distracting. So where you have an analogy, the objective of the analogy is because the analog is completely inaccessible without the analogy. Not only is the analog inaccessible without the analogy, with an analogy also, it needs to be precise. If it's not going to be precise, then it's completely useless. 
it's like a key that's missing it's like a key that's missing a ridge if a key is missing a ridge then the key is completely useless there's no point to a key if it doesn't have all the necessary ridges in order to be able to open up the lock. The same is true with an analogy. An analogy, the whole point of the analogy is that the analogy is manufactured precisely to fit the analog in a way that the analogy, in the words that we used earlier in the Mimer, is not mimahus, it has nothing to do with the analog. But yet, because of its perfect fit, it's able to open up the analog to you in a way that otherwise you wouldn't have the ability to recognize, to see. But if there's even one detail missing, it's not just like when you're studying an actual subject. If you study, study an actual subject, so if you study a subject with one detail missing, so at least you have 95% of the subject or 80% of the subject. But 80% of the subject is better than nothing. Right? But where it's an analogy, it's not 80% of the analogy. When you have a key with a few of the ridges missing, it's not 80% of the key. It's not a key. Maybe, or none. Then it's Mendel's key. <laughs> any keys that don't fit into any locks become Mendel's keys. He has a big ring. So the, the, the same is true with an analogy. An analogy missing a detail is a key missing a ridge. Let's see inside. V'im yachzar milahasig if a person will be missing, lacking, milahasig, from understanding, any aspects, any parts, from the analogy, he cannot understand the analog at all. Not, he could understand the analog now 80%. It's like a person that's putting on special glasses that are manufactured for him to be able to see. So let's say the, what's it called, the, the, the person who makes the glasses? The optometrist. Let's say the optometrist does 99% of the, of the um, uh, sequence in the... Um, in the, what's it called? In, in the lenses, in the prescription that the person gets. It's not that the person could see now 99%. The glasses are useless. Because for him to be able to see, the glasses have to be perfectly manufactured. For him to... to, to here, here. To, for him to be able to see the the glasses have to be perfectly manufactured exactly according to his eyes 
and if they're not manufacturers, manufacturer according to his eyes, so that he should be able to see what he needs to see, then he doesn't see anything. All he sees is a blur. The same is true with regard to Torah, which we discussed at length in the last two days. That Torah is called Mashal Hakadmeini. It's a Mashal that allows us access to the essence of Hashem. Kivan Since the Torah is the Mashal, the analogy that through it. Yusag, we're able to perceive, we're able to understand. Kadmeine Shalaylam, the Abishter himself, Hashem himself, Al Kain, therefore, Tsarich Lies Talmudai Biyadikishabalikan. You need to have the analogy prepared when you reach Ganeiden, because Ganeiden is the reward. What's the reward? The reward is when you put on the glasses and you're able to see. Our ain't safe. And that reward is a reward that you can't begin to imagine. It's pleasure, it's intenseness. Think about pleasure here in this world. And take that pleasure and multiply it with all the pleasure that a person can experience in the 120 years that he's living Neshama Beguf here in this world. That's very intense pleasure. That intense pleasure doesn't equal to a single moment of pleasure in Gan Eden. That's how great the pleasure of putting on the glasses and being able to see, being able to appreciate the Ar Ein is being able to connect to Hashem, which being able to connect to Hashem ultimately is what the whole Gan Eden is all about. And what gives us that access? It's like there's 3D theaters that in order to be able to experience, you have to put on these special glasses. And if you put on the special glasses, then you become fully immersed in the experience and it's a very enjoyable film to watch. But if you don't put on the glasses, then it's just one big blur. The same is true with Torah. The Torah are glasses which allow us to experience our ain't safe. It's a mashal for the nimshal of our Ein Saif. And therefore, in order that a person should be able to properly experience it, he needs to have the various aspects of the Torah which are studied here in this world. That's why you need to have the Torah that you studied here in this world even though the Torah which you study here in this world is insignificant compared to the greatness, the intensity of the Torah in the world to come. Nevertheless, through this, that you understand the mashal, the analogy properly, 
Az davka, then specifically, yuchal lachzeis bahanimshal, you're able to see the nimshal, the analog. Shahu, what is the analog? Noyam havaya, the pleasantness of Hashem, the beauty, the geshmak of just sitting back and being completely immersed in the beauty, the, the, the noyam havaya, or ensef. As it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Lahaspia <laughs> to become satiated in the light, in the rays of light inside of a person's neshama. As opposed to when a person does not have this analogy in his hands. Then he's sitting back and it's one big blur. Ein anal. He has no derech, no way to be able to understand the nimshal, the analog which we spoke earlier. I've heard it said that Ganeden and Gehenim is really the same place. It's the same place. A person who studied and did what he needed to do here in this world, he gets up to Ganeden and it's the most intensely pleasurable experience that can be beyond anything that you can imagine. But a person that didn't study, it's like going to a shir in a foreign language and having to sit through that shir. He knows the Bachem experience it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to a shir in a foreign language and having to sit through that shir. That it's just so frustrating and so agitating to have to just sit there and triggering. So that's Gehenim. It's the same place. It just depends what you did here in this world. Another story of the guy that uh, he comes up to the world to come and they tell him, well, you're 50-50. It's up to you. You could go here, you could go there, whatever you want. So he says, well, let me experience each one. So he goes to Ganeiden, it's nice. He says, but I want to see, I want to see Gehenim too. So they say, fine. They say, he says, but I want to make sure that uh, I'm going to be able to get out. Mm. Uh, I don't want them to, to, to keep me there. So the angel says, no problem. I'll give you a note that says that... Uh, what? Yeah, you're a visitor, a visitor note that you, you could come out whenever you want. So he goes down to Gehenim, and it's not exactly the. It's, thank you. It's not exactly the experience he would like. So he wants to leave the pain, the suffering, the the heat. Um, and he goes, and uh, there's a guard standing over there and says, sorry, no exit. 
So he pulls out the note from his pocket. He says, but look, I have this note. The guard looks at him and says, I'm sorry, I'm illiterate. <laughs> I can't read. Here in Gehenim, we, that, that's what happens. If you don't have the study, then you, lo- you land in Gehenim. Anyways, with this is answered, and understood also the other question that we asked. So we answered the question, what does it mean, Ashrei Misha Balakam Vitamudabiyade? The second question of the series of three questions that we asked at the end of the first section of the Maimon. And now we're going to answer also the third question of that series of three questions. Masha Amr Azal, this stuff Chazal teach us, the call Misha Efsha Lasik Batera Veena Yasek. Anybody who is able to study Torah and does not study Torah, all of Nemar, with regard to him, it says, he kares, tikares. It says that he gets such a big patch that he gets pushed away completely. Afal gav, even though, somebody for whom it's impossible to study Torah all day long, it's sufficient for him to study one section in the morning and one section in the evening. The discrepancy does not seem to be at all matched up. One person, he wastes a minute and he gets a punch in the face. And the other person, he studies just a few minutes here and a few minutes there and he's fulfilled his entire obligation. How could such a thing be? But based on what we explained, we could understand. And that is that Ganeden is not one size fits all. Ganeden is a tailored experience for every single Nishama. I have a Ganeden which is waiting for me, and you have a Ganeden which is waiting for you, and the Ganeden perfectly matches the job which we were given when our Nishama came down here into this world. And if we do the job that we need to do, the way that we need to do it, then we're going to earn and experience our Ganeden the way that we need to. But if we miss a little bit of our job, even if we did a thousand percent more than another person. It doesn't matter because I have a key that needs to fit into my door. I have a prescription that needs to fit for my eyes. I have a unique experience of Ganeden that needs to match perfectly to me. And if I'm missing one ridge, one number, one part of it, then the whole thing is useless. Let's see inside. The Indian and the idea is, like by way of example, in an analogy and an analog below here in this world. An analogy and an analog that is logical in order to help a person understand an idea which is outside of his capacity, of his grasp, to be able to get. 
Loikol Hasichlim Hanikraim Nimshal Hem Shavim Leinian Hamishalim. Not every idea which is called the Nimshal, the analog, is equal to the same mushal to the analogy. Shayesh Seichal Venimshal Asher Yechilim Lamid Alav Al Yidei Mashal Echad Pashut Vekal. There is a Seichal Venimshal, a idea, an analog. Asher Yechilim Lamid Alav that you're able to understand it, even though the analog itself is inaccessible to you. On page Chafalif, in the in the paragraph on page Chafalif, the even though the analog is inaccessible to you, but the it's something which is not so far beyond you that you need a deep, complicated analogy to be able to understand. You need just a simple analogy. And the simple analogy will give you access to the answer to your question, to the idea that you're trying to appreciate. Asher yechilim lamid alav, you're able to understand it. Al yidei mashal echad pashatukal. Through a single mashal, and the mashal itself is a simple and easy mashal. But v'yash seichel gadol, there are certain ideas that are gadol yoseh, that are greater, shekidei lahasiga, in order to be able to understand it, hual yidei mishalem yoseh. One analogy is not going to do it for you. You need multiple analogies. And those analogies themselves, v'gam ha-mashal, those analogies themselves, hu naila v'amak yoseh, they're much higher and much deeper, much more complicated. So we spoke yesterday about the analogies, the actions, the behaviors that we go through, the learning that we experience here in this world, and how those learnings perfectly align with that which we need to achieve and accomplish in the world to come. But there are different things that different people need to accomplish. There are some people that have a big Ganeiden, and some people that have a small Ganeiden. Someone that has a small Ganeiden, so he could suffice with an easier analogy, a more basic analogy, in order to be able to achieve it. But somebody who has a much more complicated, much deeper, much higher Ganeiden needs a much greater analogy to be able to do it. So even though I'm learning so much more than someone else, if I'm missing a part of what I'm supposed to be learning, then I'm missing a ridge to my key. And then I'm missing the whole Ganeta. So you want to know why are some Nishamis sent down here with bigger Ganetans and other Nishamis sent down here with smaller Ganetans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's not fair. It's not fair. No. I'll get back to this question at the end of the, this section. The, yeah, um, 
Yes. There's quality and quantity that we're describing over here. You need more than one analogy. One analogy is not going to bring it to you. We said about Shleim HaMelech, the 3,000 analogies that Shleim HaMelech did from top to bottom in order to bring down an idea. You need multiple analogies to be able to access it because one analogy, it's still blurry. You still don't see it clearly. But you put that analogy on top of another analogy, on top of another analogy, like a person who um, has much more complicated eyesight, he needs thicker glasses in order to be able to see. So there's the thickness and the complicatedness within each part of it. Okay. And then, uh, um, and then like, would, would an example of this be in, like, in regards to this when we say, like, like in the last, in the last Mimer we had, like, and then we answered it with another, answered with a different posture. That's 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 concept. That's the same concept. It's similar. Yes, definitely. But about about one, one second. One second. One second. Um, how do you know how large your Ghanaian is and what you're supposed to study? How do you know how much you're supposed to study? That's also an excellent question. So besides for the question that seems unfair, how do you know how much you're supposed to study? So the simple answer to that question and the beginning of the answer to the other question is that you know it based on the Aveda that you see in front of you. That means a person who is a businessman knows that obviously he's not supposed to be studying all day in order to be able to access his Ganeden. Now sometimes a person has a question, should I be a businessman or not? That means once I'm a businessman, I know the answer to my question. But what about where I have a crossroads in front of me? And I could sit in Kailo or etc. Or I could um, uh, go out and get a 9 to 5 job or a 8 to 7 job, depending on what uh, business I'm working in and etc. Right? So that's where you need a mashpia. That's what the Rebbe said, you have to have a mashpia. You have to consult with your mashpia. And this is a key also in understanding the answer to the additional questions. And the mashpia will help you decipher and decide where you're supposed to go and how you're supposed to do it. And if you're following the direction that you're given by your Rav, then you know that you're going down the path that you're supposed to go in life. And then, it's a question of time. Do you have the time to sit and study? Then you got to do it. There was a chassid of the Fidik Rebbe, a very close chassid of the Fidik Rebbe. I don't remember the name this moment. He was a melamed, a teacher. So a whole day he dealt with little kids in Cheder, which was such an important job, especially when the Russian government was making it more difficult to educate Yiddish Kinderlach with Torah and Mitzvahs. But a whole day he was dealing with little kids, and then he came home, and unfortunately his wife was not well, and she wasn't able to manage the household properly. And he had a bunch of his own Kinderlach, Baruch Hashem, rambunctious, 
and he had to deal with them and the house and he, he once came and he complained to the Vedic Rabbi, he said, Rabbi, I can't do this. What am I supposed to learn for myself? A whole day I'm teaching children. I come home, I'm taking care of my children, my own children and my house. By the time I'm finished, I'm so worn out. It's 12 o'clock at night. I need to get a few hours of sleep before it's time to start the next day. So the Fidu Kerber said, I'll tell you what to do. When you're done everything, take a hot tea and sit down with a sefer. The Fidu Kerber said, the first hour or two will be difficult, but after that it'll get easier. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) This is a specific hayra that a specific person got. But it demonstrates this idea. You have to know what you are specifically supposed to do based on the life that you are given, the mission that you have, and the direction that you're getting from your life. And based on that, you know what Canadian you're supposed to experience. And I should mention that in Canadian there are no thieves. So you don't need such a complicated lock to protect your personal Ganeden. And your personal Ganeden is all that you need. So if you have a simpler key to get into your lock, maybe that's to your advantage. That's your mission here in this world, for whatever reason, for whatever purpose, is one that doesn't have as complicated and as elaborate a fashioning in order to be able to produce the glasses that you're going to need to be able to experience your Ganeda. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But I want to discuss this more still. Okay? Every moment that you have needs to be used productively. Bittal Teira Kanaget Kulam is something which we emphasize every single morning. Every moment that you have needs to be used productively because a moment in time is a precious creation which Hashem is making. Now sometimes productively means sleeping. Sometimes productively means eating. Sometimes productively may mean skiing. May. Ask your rab, ask your mashpia. <laughs> and sometimes productively means studying Torah. So there could be a time for dancing and a time for laughing and a time for this and a time for that. But if 
there isn't a different purpose which this moment in time is supposed to be used for, then its productivity is obviously terror study. And you need to make sure that you're using it for terror study in order that you're fitting your key. But there might be a different question which you have. If we're setting the standard so high and we're making it so perfect and precise to be able to have my key and my glasses to be able to get into my Ganeidim, then I know <laughs> about myself that even just this morning, I didn't use all of my time productively. Never mind yesterday and two days ago and three days ago. I could have been more precise and perfect in my usage of my time. So is it a lost case? Do I have nothing to look forward to? Am I not going to be able to have and experience Ganeidim properly? The answer is obviously that can't be. So of course there's the idea of tshuva, repentance. And through repentance you're actually able to fix the key or the prescription that it should be exactly the way that you need it to be. And there's more as well. And again, in answering one question, we'll answer all of the questions together. Yes, David. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, going in a further way, if we come up, for example, one is eating or preparing to sleep. Right. Because, for example, when I'm eating, maybe I, I just want to eat something like that. Yes. Maybe I, I want to talk with my friends about a soccer game. Talking with your friends is maybe, important. But, but no, but I mean... Hashem created a human being. So this is what I'm answering. Talking with your friends is important. Hashem created you with certain needs. Just like you have a need to sleep and you have a need to um, uh, eat, you also have a need to exercise and you have a need to socialize and you have a need to sometimes play music and relax. These are all needs that a human being has. And you need to fulfill those needs. And doing them, when you need to do them, is using your time productively. Is it inappropriate to say that that need is every day? Like that the of course. Like you have various needs which are every day. Most people need to sleep every single day. Most people need to eat every single day. And if you don't do it, you're... You're, you're not getting where you need to get to. You're not doing what you need to do. That includes like relaxing? Of course. But you need to make sure that you're in constant touch with your Rav and your Mashpia to make sure that you're not misjudging yourself and either giving yourself too much or maybe even too little of that which you need. person has said Torah too much? It's not that a person can study Torah too much, but a person can set up his schedule in a way which is inappropriate for him and end up burning out and thereby having less than he would have had he set it up in a way like we've discussed the other night, ma'at ma'at agarshenu, that says in this week's parsha that you're doing it step by step and piece by piece in a way which you're building yourself up in order to be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish, like a person who exercises too fast, too quick, too hard, then not only 
did he hurt himself for that moment, but he hurt himself for the future also, that he is impacting his ability to be able to exercise further. Okay, let's read further inside. V'kach, and so too, hinei gam l'mayla, also above, harei, ein kol hasagais shal haneshame shavim, not all understandings of all neshames in Gan Eden are equal. V'yesh bahem madregais umayilais ein kates, and there are in those perceptions which a neshama has when it rises up, when it reaches Gan Eden, there are levels infinite ver- levels. We said already yesterday, there's the lower Ganadin and the higher Ganadin, and within each Ganadin, there are um, uh, m- levels that cannot be counted. There's level after level after level, so there's the graduating from the lower Ganadin to the higher Ganadin. That's a huge graduation, but there's the graduating from each level inside of Ganadin, and that is Tzadikim Ein Lahem Menucha. Razal and our sages teach us that every tzaddik in Gan Eden is singed from his friend's canopy. The friend's canopy represents the friend's little piece of Gan Eden. And if you try to enter into your friend's Gan Eden in Gan Eden, then you'll be singed. Why will you be singed? Because you don't have the key or the glasses to be able to enter into it. You don't have the tools to be able to appreciate it. He was given those tools uniquely, specifically for him. And he will also be singed if he comes into your chuppah. Because your chuppah is also unique. Every single person has his own mission here in this world, his own objective, what he's supposed to be accomplishing. And the Abishter prepares each person's life perfectly according to his mission. And when he does his mission the way that he's supposed to, then he experiences his Ganeiden in a perfect and beautiful way. And therefore, somebody for whom it's sufficient because of his life circumstances to study just a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the evening, it's clear that that it's sufficient for him with this analogy according to the perception of the source of his neshama. That's all he needs. And if he has it, he's got it, and he doesn't need anything else. That is only when it's impossible for him to study, etc. This itself, as we mentioned, is indicative that it's sufficient for him in this. But somebody who is able to study Torah, that's an indication. That his specific neshama is that his neshama is cut out from a certain cloth that is able to perceive so much more above. 
Lachain therefore Tsarichlios Hamashal Gamkin Godal Verav Maid. He needs a better mashal. He needs a more complicated key. He needs a mashal which is Godal, which is greater, and Rav and more Maid very much. Kashir Hazman Shaefshalasik Baitaira. And how do you figure this out? Very simply. See the sheer, the amount of time that you're able to study Torah. And according to the amount of time that you're able to study Torah, that's what your muscle is. And that's what you need to use and do. This is the level of mashal hakadmaini. There was a certain... Um, a great rabbi, he's one of the Gary rabbis, he used to sleep very little at night. So when he was younger, his mentor told him that he needs to sleep more. So he says, Rabbi, they say about me that I'm a genius. And a genius is able to accomplish in a little bit of time that which it takes someone regular more time to do. So the same is true with my sleep. I'm able to sleep in a little bit of time what other people are able to sleep in a lot of time. So that's enough sleep for me. So some people are able to suffice with less sleep. Some people are not able to suffice with less sleep. Now obviously the healthier you are, the more perfectly aligned your needs will be. Your eating needs, your sleeping needs, your recreational needs. And that's why health is so important. And that's why the Rambam teaches that that being healthy is part of divine service. Because being healthy is part of making sure that you are aligned to your individual needs in order that you should be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish here in this world. And as we're taught in Hayyim Yim that a klein and guf is a great alechel and shama, a small hole in the body is a big hole in the soul. Because when a person is not healthy and not functioning, then he's not able to be productive in the way that he needs to be productive either. But there are different people with different needs. And according to your perfectly tailored life and living that life in a way of Torah and Mitzvahs, that's how you're able to have your perfectly tailored Ganeden exactly what you need to be able to experience. That's how we're able to do it. If a person does not learn the amount of time that he's able to learn, he is taking away from the necessary mashal. He's, he's missing out. He's not getting what he needs to get. And he could kvetch and say, but he's not learning nearly as much as me, and yet he's getting a perfect Ganeiden. Yes. He has a different Ganeiden a different nimshal, and therefore a different mashal, and he's able to achieve what he needs to achieve. Dahainu shemach mas chisarin shechasar 
בבחינס משל הקדמני, לא יוכל להשג נויים השם חולו שהוא הנמשל. That means that because of the chisar and the lack that he is missing, בבחינס משל הקדמני, in the mashal, in his individual mashal of the, helping him connect to Hashem, he's not able to appreciate the pleasantness of Hashem, which is the nimshal, which is the analog. Now, this maimer, uniquely amongst the maimerim in Torah are, the maimerim in Lekutei Torah, much more commonly, have notes of the Tzemach Tzedek, who compiled Lekutei Torah and Torah are. But in the note in the Maimarim and Terah R, the other section of the Alter Rebbe's Maimarim, there aren't as many notes. There are, there are much fewer Maimarim that have notes, but this Maimar has notes of the Tzemach Tzedek. And one of the things that the Tzemach Tzedek writes on his in his notes on this Maimar is that you shouldn't necessarily come to the conclusion that if you have a lot in life where you have less Torah study, therefore your Ganeiden is going to be a much simpler Ganeiden. Because it is possible that if a person perfectly does exactly what he's supposed to do, as I mentioned earlier, the way that he's supposed to do it then Hashem will be mashlim, will give him the prescription or the complicated mashal key that he needs from somewhere else. The Rebbe in Asicha says it's possible that it depends on why he's not able to, to properly study all of his time. If the reason why is because he's involved in helping the community. Now, how are you involved in helping the community? There's different ways you could be involved in helping the community. Some people can be involved in helping the community by being a Tzala volunteer. Some people can be involved in helping the community by running a chesed organization. But even if a person has his lot in life that he's a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or a trader and he's busy earning money so what's he involved with the community and then he feels does that mean that my Ganeiden is going to be much simpler no because you could make your business also part of helping the community the obvious ways through tzedakah through taking a portion of the money, a, 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 a significant portion of the money that you're earning and helping others with it, using it to benefit others. And also, if you make sure that your behavior in whatever job that you have is in a way of that you're shining a light, that you're that you're spreading godliness, that you're increasing the reach of Hashem's, the recognition of Hashem wherever you go. So then you're turning your, what would seem like a mundane job into something which is very holy. And if you're doing that, then 
even though you only have less time to study every day, that less time to study is transformed to something which is deep and complicated and sophisticated. And this also fits with an idea that the Tzemach Tzedek says elsewhere, that that sometimes through the mitzvahs that a person does, he can also understand. So if you make your rest of your, your day mitzvahs, then the Torah will combine together with those mitzvahs. And that will allow for you a deep and beautiful Ganeden that you're able to experience as a result of your doing your Aveda properly here in this world. Um, what was the bridge between uh, the Mashal HaKadmoni, which is, we said, the Torah in its source, which is Chachmi uh, Law, to Gan Eden? What's the, what's the connecting? So Gan Eden is Vinar Yetzah Me'eden, that's the river. The river that flows out of Chach that becomes Gan Eden. But Gan Eden is still levels. Gan Eden is inside of the world of Yitzira and Bria. And then Chach is inside of the world of Atzilus. But the Kadmeini comes before all of that, right? So we're not really up to the Mashal HaKadmeini completely. We're just up to the Mashal HaKadmeini, the way that it's flowing down through Ganeiden, through the worlds of first Atzilus, then Bria, then Yitzira. But the Mashal HaKadmeini is right? The Mashal HaKadmeini is that which comes from Chachmeila, yeah. And Chachmeila is the original Mashal HaKadmeini. But the Kadmeini... We're still not talking about yet. We're going to continue, Be'ezus Hashem, in the Maimer. So we answered two questions today. We answered, what does it mean, Ashrei Misha Balukan V'Talmudoi B'Yadoi? And we answered, what does it mean that um, some people have a lot of Torah that they're supposed to study in this world and some people have much less and the discrepancy seems unfair. So we've, we've solved those questions. What we're going to continue now is to the first of the, that series of three questions. What is Matan Teira? Based on everything that we just explained in understanding what Teira is about and how it's a mashal, and we understand it now on the levels of Ganeid, and now we're going to understand it much more in reference to the higher level of Chachmeila and the Kadmaini, and we're going to appreciate what does Matan Torah mean? What does it mean that Hashem gave us the Torah? What is the novelty of Matan Torah? A very fundamental and important question. So that's what we're going to continue to discuss. And from there, we're going to appreciate what the holiday of Purim is all about, thereby answering the first questions that we asked in our mind. Okay? Okay. Vai hibi me, achas ve, achas ve,